All right, we told you it's all college hoops today, or mostly college hoops today, since we had Chappie on early. We told you we're going to have our friend, the great Seth Greenberg, nice enough to join us because i got to do Big Ten work on uh, on Thursday. So he adjusted his schedule. All right, boss, let's get right into it. I know you're pressed for time. Duke, Carolina, either of those teams good enough to run a table? Carolina's definitely good enough to run the table. I'm not sold on Duke. No point guard. Uh, they've never developed their front court. If you think about it, they have Bolden, they have Giles. Those guys never kind of made that next step as the season went along. Jason Tatum is an absolutely brutal matchup, and they do a good job of playing off of that. And Kennard is like the silent assassin because no one talks about the guy, and the guy gets 20 every night. But without a point guard, without the development of their front court, I don't see it happening for Duke. Like, what, what team would beat Duke? Like, are you saying, like, the top 10 teams all that have a shot to beat Duke? Or more. Yeah, I, or more. I, I think if you, I think that if here's the thing, if you can establish yourself in the low post, if you have a wing player that has size and athleticism that at least can stay in front, not a wing, just an athletic forward that can kind of contain Tatum. I just they don't guard straight line drives. They struggle defending the post. Uh, they're reliant on the three, and there's just too much drama. I agree. There's a lot of drama. All right, let me let me go to Kentucky. Are we disrespecting Kentucky? Sixteen and two in their league, and I don't hear anybody talking about Kentucky no more. I changed my philosophy on Kentucky. Uh oh, down on them a couple of weeks ago. Here we go. Yep. Now, listeners, pay attention because there's going to be some brilliance coming out right now. All right, here's my thing on Kentucky. Maybe the one and dones in general. Those guys come in. They're all fired up. It's a new experience. They play the Champions Classic. They're bouncing all over the place. They're boom, 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 playing fast. Things are great. Everyone's looking, man, Kentucky, they're unbelievable how fast they play, the speed at which they play. They shoot it. They beat Carolina. Monk gets 47. Then they get to the kind of the grind of the season. And those guys get bored because they can't see the finish line. So they stop guarding. They stop trusting. They start not running very good offense. But all of a sudden, here comes March. And they can see the finish line. And it's the NCAA tournament. And it's like plugging them back in and giving them a little jolt of energy. And all of a sudden, you're seeing them defend with a better purpose. They're sharing the basketball. They're playing with better spacing. They're showing a greater sense of trust. I think – I'm not sure they're a Final Four team yet, but I, I see something different in this team right now, maybe a greater sense of urgency. So I'm buying Kentucky right now. I Look. I'm with you. I think what you just said makes total sense. But you know how good that program is. Oh, by the way, in the middle of all the negative things you said, they won the SEC and went 16 and two. You know, what I, mean? I mean, in the middle of all of that, you know, well, it, it's something to complain about and pick apart. And, right. You know, Cal's going through his gyrations, and I mean, he's having out of body experiences, and I mean, like you know, Monk gets in a little bit of a funk. And by the way, they're better than everyone else in their league. Right. Right, right. Even playing however you want to say they're playing. Um, let me go to UCLA. Talking about playing differently, is UCLA guarding a little better now? Is this what we're seeing? I, I, you know what? You said it. Your boy, Alford, he kind of flipped the switch on me a little bit. Yeah, they are. I think they're great. I think Ike Anabogu, he plays 12, 15 minutes a game, gets five rebounds, blocks a shot or two. He changes them. They're playing a little more of that free 2 zone. Uh and they're just they're so good offensively. I mean, you know, one of the coolest moments of the weekend? Tell me. Bryce Alford Senior Night. Yep. Bryce Alford Senior Night. To me, I'm a big Senior Night guy. 
to me, how about that shared experience at UCLA in L.A. with a team you can win a national championship with, with your son, who's been absolutely maligned and is going to leave one of the all-time statistical leaders in the history of maybe one of the greatest programs in the history of college basketball. That's got to be a cool moment. That's got to be like such an, I watched some of it. It's an incredibly cool moment for him. And like most teams, they didn't play great that night. You know, what I mean? no. I, you know, they, they, they squeaked it out. They beat Washington state. Let me go to this route for you. Let me, let me, we don't really get into things like this, but I want to touch on something. The big 10, I've asked people a couple of things. One, the building is closing down Welsh Ryan arena in, in, at Northwestern. Will Chris Collins be the coach when it reopens a year from now at Northwestern? I, yeah, I think he will be. Yeah. I, I do. I, I think that he's got a, a great confidence in, in who he is. And he, I think, you know, he does things in his own way. Like, I think he's more Doug Collins than Coach K. I mean, I, like, I watched his celebration after that game the other night. Uh, and I saw a guy that was totally his own person. And I think he really does believe he can do something special at Northwestern and their building facilities to giving him support. Um, you know, I think that everyone, it's easy to say, oh, the next great job. But the best job is the job that, where you fit. In, in, and what is the best job in your eyes? And it, to me, it's all about fit. It's like players. And I think Chris fits Northwestern. And I think he's proven that you can get the right type of guys. You don't have to have 15 of them. You need eight. They've got Big Ten athleticism. Uh, and I, I think he's going to be the coach there for a long time. I really do. I do, too. I, I, I do, too. But it was an interesting thought a friend of mine had. And he's like, you know, what do you think? And I, I've kind of brought it out there. All right, let me go uh, another route. Is Purdue Final Four capable? I don't think so. No. And I, I think Matt's done a great job and Biggie's – a load and and you know when I play the two big guys, it's different than anyone else's lineup. Um, here are my two concerns. It's kind of my same concern for Gonzaga. I'm not sure they shoot they shoot it great and and it fits. You know they got great shooters around big guys. Uh, not sold as much on Carson Edwards as others. Uh, not sold on their athleticism overall <clears throat> to carry them through that those those tough tougher rounds. Um, I think that people, as you move forward, are going to have guys that can bump and bang with, with Biggie and are quick enough to cover him kind of on the pick and pops and when he's on the block. Uh, I think Matt's done a great job. And he, I think he put, what Grayson Matt does is he puts his guys in positions to be successful. And, you know, Carson Edwards does give him a little speed, but I'm just not, I'm not sold on those Final Four team. Are you sold at Gonzaga is? No, I, I was, but I'm not now. Like, I look and I watched real carefully again last night. Kronowski's someone that no one else has. They don't have a small forward, and if they get nine points out of Melson and Matthews and Perkins, they're not going to the Final Four. They need more from those guys. I got 44 points out of, out of Nigel Williams-Goss and Shema Kronowski yesterday, uh, and Jonathan Williams played well. But I just – they're missing that, again, that small forward component. Like, how do they match up against Oregon? They're going to be in the West. They're going to play either Oregon, Arizona, or UCLA. Arizona now with Alonzo Trier. Uh, UCLA, the way they're playing right now. And Oregon, who is athletic in every position. And Jordan Bell, by the way, that dude at Oregon, he's like he's shot out of a cannon. 
I mean, he is ridiculous. So I don't see them going to Final Four. Maybe the Elite Eight. I'm a big Oregon fan, boss. I, I think Oregon's great got mind. a real shot. Great, going. great, great mind. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Bob. I hope you fill out. By the way, pay attention because the tournament challenge is coming. I've and heard. D squared and I are going to help you fill out your bracket. <laughs> Raising the roof, baby. Uh, yeah, all right, I need. The roof is the ceiling. Or is the ceiling the roof? I was just going to ask that. I was going to ask you this. Please tell me now. People, I, I understand he makes a lot of baskets. Okay, uh, he made a lot of baskets. He's the greatest of all time. He's six foot six. He can put a ball in the basket, so he's the greatest human being of all time. But he's a clown sometimes. The ceiling and you, is and you, and the you, roof. And you locked him up, and I you killed him, him and won six grand off him on a golf course. Um, the ceiling okay. is the roof. Anybody else in the world says that you're like, what a dumbass. Michael Jordan says it. We try to find the hitting meeting. There is no hitting meeting. What do you got? I, I mean, here's the when he said it. When he said it, because we, you know, they went to the uh, to, to the ceremony. Right. So we, what he said, it literally. Reese, Jay, Will, and I all looked at each other. and Said, "What did he say? <laughs> the roof? What does that mean?" I mean, it, it, it was it was like all at the same time. We just looked at each other. And, <clears throat> here's the deal. Yeah. Why doesn't he just come out and say, "You know, I messed up. I meant to say this guy's the limit." Yeah, I don't know. Cause, cause, I mean, hey, I just come out and note it. Is that I, the I same as? He's going to come out with a T-shirt in the Jordan brand with the ceilings to roof. Yeah, right. And, and uh, we'll all buy it. Is the basement the floor? Uh, is the basement the floor? That's a good Or question. is the floor the basement? The floor is the basement. I think the floor is the basement, and <laughs> it's probably cold down there if it doesn't have a rug on it. It's cold up top here because I, I don't have a rug on it on my head. <laughs> uh, I let you go. I know you got to do some stuff, but uh, Michael Jordan, the ceiling is a roof. Buy it now from Jumpman Enterprises or whatever the hell it is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, there's no doubt. Now, now, now you know what's going to happen. They're going to sell it. They're going to sell a gazillion T-shirts. Yep. And he's going to say, told you. <laughs> told you the ceiling is the roof. Oh, you're the best, man. I appreciate you taking the time and adjusting for us. Thanks. I'll see you this week. All right. That's our friend, uh, (laughs) Seth Greenberg. He's right. The ceiling is the roof. I don't think Michael Jordan. Yeah, I do. I think if you really took a transcript of what Michael Jordan says all the time, you'd be like, damn, if that wasn't Michael Jordan, you'd be like, this is what, what the hell? What is this? Like he said, the game of basketball. The game of it's like shut. But he's Michael Jordan, so you can say whatever you want because you're six six and could have put a ball in a basket. I thought this was kind of funny last night. I can't remember what player it was on Charlotte's bench, right? Yeah, Jordan's sitting right there, yeah. and he's trying to talk to the player, but they got a timeout and there's a huddle. Yeah, right, and the player's like, "Do I listen to Jordan? Yeah. Or do I go in the huddle? I don't know what to do." Hey, he signs the checks, man. <laughs> the ceiling is the roof. Lovely Lee Ross didn't hear that one. It was unbelievable. Michael Jordan, he said it, and everybody went, "Yeah." Because Michael Jordan, I swear to God, next time he speaks publicly, if somebody could transcribe that, tell me that I'm wrong, that this dude is just ridiculous. I mean, if he isn't Michael Jordan, he would be the most made fun of dude ever, whenever he speaks publicly. Like, whenever. Like, Jim Tressel, the the Cleveland Plain Dealer or the Akron Beacon Journal, I can't remember which one, 
after a press conference used to transcribe what Jim Trestle said, Kyle is the funniest thing. He said nothing. Like it would be like a side column of what Jim Trestle said, and it would be the most ridiculous gibberish. Let me get through this press conference you've ever heard in your life. Michael Jordan can stand there and look at you and dominate with his presence and say the most stupid things, and people go, oh, it's great, it's MJ. We love MJ. I will stop ripping him when he pays me the six grand that he's owed, which is now $96,000. Just assuming money doubles every seven Might years. as well round it off to 100 I think he can I mean, get, get, Michael, true story. Get under the couch. Take the stuff that's underneath the couch that's dropped out of your drawers. And and give me the hundred K because it's in the couch. You, you you the dude wakes up and craps hundred dollar bills. I I've seen it with with the Jumpman brand alone, yeah. the Jordan brand. Yeah, I bet he makes a hundred grand in like an hour. Oh, like yeah. every hour. Oh, yeah. he's gonna make a hundred million dollars off T-shirts that say the ceiling is the roof. <laughs> I won't be surprised. Like Michigan is a Jumpman team. Like I would not be surprised if you see the maize and blue. Come out in Jumpman. You know, they, they don't wear, like, Indiana wears a full warm-up, you know, candy stripes and the red top. Michigan wears, and a lot of teams wear their, you know, Adidas comes up with something. You wear it as a T-shirt, as a warm Watch all the Jumpman teams. The ceiling is the roof. <laughs> Are you like, huh? I swear the basement is the floor. I've said it. I'm putting that on T-shirt. It's the ceiling is the roof edition. Of the Dan Dockett Show here on 1070 The Fan. We come back, we're going to have Greg Shaheen. He's going to tell you who's in, who's out, who might be in, who might be out. Hell, we're working towards Selection Sunday, and there is no better place than right here. Dan Dockett Show, 1070 The Fan.